This is Laura Deardo with the Becker's Healthcare Podcast. I'm thrilled today to be joined by Colleen Heater, CEO of Campo County Health in Gillette, Wyoming. Colleen, it's a pleasure to have you on the podcast today. Thank you. It's a pleasure to be here. Now, before we jump into the questions, could you tell us a little bit about your background and points of pride for Campbell County Health? Absolutely. I have been in healthcare for over 30 years. I am a RN by background. I do have my MBA. I started out in ICU and oncology and home health and really finished my RN career as an operating nurse. And then in leadership, I've been in leadership over surgery centers and hospitals really for the past 20 years. I'm a native of Kansas City, um, but I call the beautiful state of Wyoming my home now. And a, a pride of Campbell County Health, I believe, is we're a hospital district in rural Wyoming, rural northeast Wyoming, and we have... For a rural hospital status, we have a very large footprint in services. Um, We offer surgery. We have a surgery center. We have a cath lab. We have a large cancer center with a PET CT, home health and hospice. We have a hospice house. We have um, a durable medical equipment company. Um, We have a large imaging and lab that is truly state-of-the-art. And we run EMS for the, the entire county, and we are a community-designated trauma center. So pretty large footprint for the typical rural hospital. Absolutely. It's great to hear how successful you've been in um, Wyoming and look forward to learning a little bit more from you during this podcast. My first question is, how are you thinking about growth over the next one to three years? Well, I think we're we're taking a little bit different viewpoint um, here in Gillette on growth. I Post-COVID and continuing on the COVID side of things, we've decided we're focusing on what I would call pause and perfect, which means we're really kind of going back to the basics and perfecting what we're doing for the care of the patient and how we are reimbursed, trying to get ourselves to the best of our ability at 110% so that our community will see us as the experts that we are and be confident um, to continue to use our services and be a part of the community. Got it. That makes sense. And I, I really like the way you put that in terms of pause and perfect. I think that you know is a, where a lot of hospitals and health systems are today. What are you most excited about right now and what makes you nervous? Well, what excites me is I've been in healthcare for a long time and most of us in healthcare know that the healthcare industry really has always been flexible. We've been able to bounce back if you think through the years through a lot of different things that have caused turmoil in the healthcare industry, but we're able to pivot and be nimble. And that excites me knowing that we will find a way to continue on and adapt to whether it's the COVID-19 pandemic to whether it's changes in reimbursement, um, you know, to really change in our population and how we treat them. So I am excited about that and seeing where we are in five years. Um, In terms of what makes me nervous or what keeps me awake at night is we, Gillette, Wyoming is a community, truly an energy capital, um, really here with our coal and oil and, you know, it's our greatest asset and we've we've depended on it and the community is strong. Um, We've got a lot of coal miners and a lot of hard workers here and we are now having to work to diversify. And so really making sure that we're, 
you know, spreading ourselves to not just be dependent on coal and oil with the new president and things that are coming down the pike, we're trying to be nimble and pivot just like we would in healthcare. And so that does make me nervous um, about that. It makes me nervous also about the competition in our environment. As a single rural hospital here in Northeast Wyoming, we also have some competition in our backyard and there's different things continuing to come into our community, surgery centers, imaging centers, different labs. And as most people know, that's our top revenue for our hospital. And, and that's difficult when sometimes those um, competitors take away the, the top part of our paying group. So that's what makes me a little bit nervous. Got it. That makes a lot of sense. And so it sounds like there are definitely opportunities to grow and develop, but also, you know, a lot of change um, and not really sure how you'll be able to respond and, and pivot um, for some of those changes is definitely, I can see where that would make you nervous and be a challenging thing um, to to take head on. Yes. Now, um, before we wrap up our conversation, I wanted to talk to you a little bit about leadership. What are your top three pieces of advice for aspiring leaders today? Well, I would say I think it's really important for a leader to become or work on being emotionally intelligent. Um, I think you need to be self-aware. And when you have a sense of self-awareness, you become a better leader. It's important to really understand that and and have that self-awareness. Um, number two, I think any leader in any company should round as much as possible, be visible and ask and answer questions, you know, with their employees and be willing to listen and learn from them. Um, I firmly believe in lifelong learning and it's important to, you know, when you're speaking to your employees, if they have ideas to really listen and help them implement those good ideas. And then the last one would be just overall be a really good listener and in the hospital environment, um, listen to my physicians and providers, the employees, and the consumer. Um, when our community comes in and wants to speak about their frustrations or things that they have, it's important for me to to pause and listen and hear them out. And I think if we take that time, you know, it, it really helps us as a leader understand from a different perspective. That makes a lot of sense. Thank you so much for going through those three points with us. Number one, being having emotional intelligence. Number two, rounding and being visible within the organization. And number three, being a good listener. And I have one follow-up question to that number three. You know, when you talk about listening to not only the community members, but also the staff and, and clinicians at the hospital, is there anything that you do in terms of formally inviting them to speak or gauging their um, feedback? Or is it more of just they do come in and you're listening with open ears? Well, it's a, it's a little bit of both. I do have an open door policy. I think in this day and age of social media and things like that, if I, if I hear of anything, I try and round specifically on on that provider, or if I hear something um, that a community member is upset about, I'll try and reach out to them and listen proactively. But we also have something here in, in Campbell County um, called Questions for Colleen, and so that allows our own staff to submit questions, and then I would answer them on um, really kind of a small video podcast or something and put that on our 
um, staff net so employees can hear those answers as well because we believe that if somebody's asking the question, there's more than one person who probably wants to know that answer. Got it. Yeah, I think that sounds like a great way, especially, you know, when there's so much going on in a lot of people um, being virtual to really get the message out. Colleen, thank you so much for joining the podcast today. This has been a great discussion and I look forward to connecting with you again in the future. Thank you. I appreciate the opportunity and have a great weekend.